Oh. <clears throat> oh, daddy. That's what he said. I believe that's what he said. Wait, why? I forget this. Why? Why am I dad? What? Why? Why is it that I'm the dad of the group? Is it because I drink beer? Dad, uh, probably the oldest. Maybe I don't know. There you go. Mm, I'm only Grandpa. like a year older than Dylan. Yeah, but you got at a least good, two you got a good three. view on me. No, I'm no. I'm 34. You're 33, right? I'm 32. Okay, but you're about to be 33. I just turned 32. Mm, something tells me that's not right. I literally just turned 32 in August. Mm, I feel like you're trying to gaslight me. Nope. August we... 5th, 1991. I'm a 91, baby. Uh, die. I, I was brought into this world shortly before Freddie Mercury, Freddie Mercury was taken out, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Or Jeffrey Dahmer, one of the two. Oh. I don't actually remember. Maybe even both. At the same time. God, that's a fantasy. Uh, mm, that's... Whoa. I am not touching that with an 80-foot pole. Interesting. Uh, listen, I'm not going to fucking believe you until you show me your goddamn birth certificate. Uh, I don't know where that's at, so... Austin, I believe, because he never tries to gaslight anyone. You, on the other hand, are like the gaslight king. It's funny enough, I don't know where my birth certificate is either. Yeah, I genuinely have no idea. I'm sure someone has it. I, I know what happened to it, uh, but I fucking... I left it in a car that I fucking totaled, and I forgot yeah. to take it out when I had the car scrapped, so... It got incinerated or pulverized somewhere. Yeah. No, I have no proof other than word of mouth, but I also don't care enough to prove it, so... <laughs> I am 32. Unfortunately, that's old enough for me. It's I not am. going the other way. Um, I didn't think about this. Uh, Alright. I have an interview next week. Don't they typically require a birth certificate? No. Oh, two forms of identification. Okay. Alright. I just remember when I started that's this job, I had hired. to bring my birth certificate. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, interesting. How do you even you get mean. another one? Uh, just be reborn. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. how it works. That's right. That's I think that's why it's called Born me. Again Christian. That's how you get your second birth certificate. I don't think that that's why. Yeah, no, I'm no, no. I'm pretty no. sure that's it's right. close. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly okay. how you do it. Yes. You guys are definitely... Yep, you guys, yep. <laughs> yeah, he just looked it up. Definitely should take religious advice from the two of you. Uh, why? I don't know. What's that supposed to mean? Are either of you religious? I actually don't know. Uh, no, right? I call it spiritual. Oh, I call okay. it grew up as a Baptist and then wisened up. Felt. Yeah. Felt. I also grew up as a Baptist and then said, this is kind of whack. Uh, this is kind of stupid, huh? Yep. I'm, I'm a little worse. I grew up Pentecostal. Oh, God. It's all the same thing. Fuck them. <laughs> Pentecostal's something else, bro. Are those the ones that talk in tongues? Yeah. Oh, boy. And, and handle snakes, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Why the snakes? Because if you believe in God hard enough, it won't bite you. Okay, you but that's what? also, <laughs> isn't it, a sign of the devil? So That is, yeah, like, 100%. Well, it's like tongues biblically, biblically, God fucking damn it. Tongues you don't make this. sense according to the Bible either. 
tongues is not a real like even in the Bible it was not a real physical language. It wasn't a bunch of Ewok and Wookie clicks. <laughs> Which is so stupid that they believe in that shit. So my man's said fucking Wookie talk. <laughs> I got in trouble in high in middle school or high school for saying that on a church retreat. I was like, why do they all sound like Ewoks and Wookies? Yeah. That's a good way to get in trouble on a church retreat. And they didn't like that. They didn't no. like that very much. It's all stupid. No, it's real. <sighs> what a way to come back. Pixel, the one and only official video game podcast of culture. We are back. the The boys are back in town, as it were, uh, and and we have a show. I'm not sure it's a good one. I'm not sure it's a bad one either, though. So it's something. That's it's something. It's a show for your listening, whether it be pleasure or maybe maybe you hate listen to us. Well, that's okay too. I'll take it. As long as you're listening, that's fine. I don't really care. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I'm here, and and other people are here, and we're going to do a show that goes into your ear holes, and maybe sometimes your eye holes? I'm not really sure. I am, of course, your host, the Bebop Man, Josh McMullen, and I am joined, as almost always, by my two people... Dylan Damsel Martin and Austin Distressed Stevens. How goes it, fuckers? It, uh, Did I put that in there? No. Maybe. Oh, okay. That sounds like you. That does sound it like does. you. That's why I was like, damn, I forgot. I thought I got everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's everybody doing? It's It's been a while. It has. I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. Dylan died and was resurrected uh that's right born again austin had butthole issues um, also born again also also born again you're not wrong and uh and i i went to a, a conference a work conference that was fun mm. was yeah. it uh yeah yeah it actually was oh, we yeah, uh I, it was really cool because i got to like put uh like f- names to faces you know, because mm-hmm. I talk to these people all pretty much online, and it was cool to get to see them, uh, you know, in person, and also to get to see them drunk, because everyone got fucking hammered. Wasn't uh, that what you were supposed to do? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, I wasn't, exp- I, I was, I know that, so there was like the professionalism, like when we were having our presentations and everything, but then, I don't know, I was expecting maybe like a little bit more decorum. You know, while we were out, and mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. I remember <laughs> this was fantastic. I was, uh, it was like the last call at the bar we were at, and then we were going to move to another bar. And uh, this guy comes up from one of our, our he's one of our clients, and he said, uh, I want a rumple mint shot. And I was like, okay, that's, that's cool, you know, whatever. And he was like, you want a rumple mint shot? And I was like, 
yeah, I don't know. And he's like, get six Rumplemitz shots. And I was like, oh, my God. And so he starts passing them out to everybody, and he hands me one. And he, he downs his real quick, has another one in his hand. And then he, he says, cheers, buddy. Downs his second one and then screams in my face. He's like, whoa, Rumplemitz. Oh, my God. It was, it was fucking wild, man. Overstimulating. Yeah. There was uh, there was one guy. His name will name remain, remain anonymous, uh, but he was. Uh, I don't know if he was lying or not. I kind of get the feeling he was, but he was like the most interesting man in the world. Like he would tell us stories, and I was like, "Holy shit! What is either this guy is." lying directly to our faces or he's the most interesting fucking man I've ever met in my life. Damn. Yeah. Apparently he almost went pro skateboarding in the 80s uh, by the team that uh, was the rival to Tony Hawk. Like, not Tony Hawk's team, but like the other team or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, wh- he... What was the other thing? Like, he was telling me all about, like, how all of the whiskey that he likes to drink and how he likes to cook his meals and how he like led a female fitness thing back in his hometown. I Mm. like this dude was just, it was crazy. (laughs) It sounds like it's almost too specific to be a lie. Right. That's what I thought. But at the same time, I could see any. How old was he? What ballpark? Uh, I think he said that he had just turned fifty. Huh. I don't know, man. I feel like I could see any any fifty year old hammered in a bar saying, "Oh, I almost went pro skateboard in the eighties." <laughs> you know. Right. But it's also too like it sounds way too specific. Yeah. I Straight. yeah. Uh, he was an interesting fellow, though. Sounds like it. Yeah. So, how was your butthole issues? My butthole Whoa. issues? Yeah, yeah, from drinking all your chalky milk. Hey, actually, I wanted to talk to you about something. There's this stuff called Fairlife. Uh-huh. And it's lactose-free milk. Nope. And it is delicious. Don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, see, is. I've told him this once a month for the past two years now, and Dude, he doesn't give a shit. You can get your chalky milk and not have butthole burns. He does not give a damn. I don't I, that's it. how I consume milk. Dude, 100%. it's so good. Well, not only is it good, but it has fucking high content of protein in it, and it's lactose-free. Oh. And this man would still rather hug the toilet with his two <laughs> ass cheeks than try that. Listen. Listen. I don't know if it's a chocolate milk thing or if it's just <laughs> I like the taste of Nesquik. I'm not Oh no <laughs> yeah, I forgot I forgot to mention it's this Nesquik? man's not buying he's not buying gallons of no, chocolate. Austin. Austin. It's so bad that Bro. I'll go buy a gallon from the store, immediately come home and open it and pour like a fourth of a bottle of Nesquik in it and shit. I'm uh, so upset with you right now. Nesquik? I don't know what to say. It's oh delicious. my god. Not the powder. The powder's trash. The syrup uh, wonderful. There we go. Christ. Wonderful. Forgot to mention that part. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Dylan, I will tell you that Chocolate Fair Life is fucking great. Listen, dude, I'll fucking, give it a shot. I started getting you should. I started getting Kayla the Fair Life because she's lactose intolerant and it is 
delicious. It's just the best. The thing is, is I feel like that if I just don't stop, I can force my stomach to get tolerant. And that's, that's not where how I'm that at. works. Well, the, <laughs> that's I, not how that I, works. I, yeah, I don't that's know that. Definitely not how that works. Listen, <laughs> until a doctor tells you. You ever that. met someone with a peanut allergy? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> not that I know of. No, I don't. Just I wish you you would. I wish you would have because we could take that same mentality and apply it to them. And just it doesn't work. work. They probably die like ninety percent of the time. Yeah, but being uh, lactose intolerant isn't going to kill me. Not in the nah. same way a, a peanut allergy might. Depends on how much you drink. If there's nothing left to shit out, and you're still shitting. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You could get severely dehydrated, I guess. Yep. Oh man. But that's the risk I'm willing to take. Well, Fair Life is good though. I'll give it a shot. I would do it. Is it expensive? How much is a gallon of Fair Life milk? Four or well, five it doesn't. Oh yeah. Hell it's, no. It's four or five, and it's only for a half gallon. Nope. Yeah, let me let no me way. tell you this. I buy two half gallons every other day, and they're gone. Like I. Yeah, see, I can't afford to spend $5 on a half gallon yeah, of milk because it's going to be gone in six bitch hours. over here. Jesus. I destroy some Fairlife milk. That's it crazy. is good. It is good. Dude, I, I've gotten on the Organic Horizon milk. That shit is easily the best milk I've ever tasted in my life. I'm not even fucking playing. But it yeah. is literally like $6 a half gallon. That's insane. Yeah. I have to I'm, only get it for like... Very specific purposes. I can't just get it to drink all the time. Mm-mm-mm. Milk does not last long enough in my house for me to justify $6 on a half gallon. Yeah. That shit would be gone in fucking 30 minutes. I it swear on my me. life, though, man. It is the best tasting milk I've ever had in my life. I'll give the Fair Life a shot one day. You just get the chocolate milk, dude. I yeah. swear to God, you will love it. I'll give it a shot. Do they make it by the bottle? Yeah, uh, like small bottle. Yeah, can you buy like a small I, bottle? I don't know, but just get the fucking half gallon. It'll be gone by the day's end. Yeah. It'll be gone before I even get home with it. Yeah, you're not wrong. To be fucking honest with you. I know I have a kid that works with me who's trying to up his uh, just calorie intake of muscle mass. Mm-hmm. And then on lunch, he just gets one thing of fucking chocolate, per- chocolate fair life. And he just downs <laughs> that shit while eating whatever else he's eating. Hey man, it's what a fucking madman! He is a madman, and he he weighs like probably one fifty, and he's trying to like get much bigger. And I see him just down there chowing down on his food and powering back that thing of fair life. I'm like, I respect the shit out of you, man. <laughs> like that's that's a good that's a good decision right there. Makes me want to just down a gallon of fair life, but I can't do that because it unfortunately still does have calories in it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, but it looks great. Truly. Dylan? Yes. So you were died and you you died and got resurrected. Right? How was that? I'm born again. Okay. Did I actually get sick recently? I don't um, know. I think I did. I thought that's what we were talking about. I was trying we, to remember. Yeah, we uh, I think I think that that is what happened, but honestly, I was just trying to get resurrected out there so I could segue into my movie Resurrection. Damn, mm. I was hoping you were going to tell me about the other one cuz I'm very curious. Oh, really? Have you heard well, of that the, one? Cuz no, I just thought damn, that answers that. I just thought you had a really cool dash cam story to tell me. Oh, no. No. That's sad. That's <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> I get 
super excited for shit like that. I'm not even kidding. Half my TikToks are just dash, dash cam videos. That's incredible. Oh, wow. Yep. That's fucking yep. nuts. From motorcycles or cops or just crashes or something. Like, I just, I don't know. It just varies week by week, whatever they want to funnel into my shit. You seem like yeah. the kind of person that goes out of their way to find videos on the internet of people being hit by trains. How that, accurate is that? I feel like that is true. That's not the an indictment thing, on you. <laughs> the shitty way. thing is that it's not even remotely close, but I can't convince you that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That's the shitty thing. I do watch a lot of like police shooting videos. Like, oh, as they same. God, yeah, dude. Same. yeah. I watch oh. a lot of those too. Yeah. Just, I don't like. And it's to be morbid, fair to the cops, make me feel good. Most of the time, the cops are in the right. Like, it's some crazy fucker charging them. Like, I'm like, what are these people on? Like, I thought Atlanta was bad, but wherever half these cities are, dude. Got fucking zombie drugs down there, making people walk around and get shot and don't feel the shit. And I'm like, what is that? Because I don't need that in my life anytime soon. That is terrifying. I, I saw be needing that. I saw one a few weeks ago, and I don't want to say it was a school, but I'm not like 95 percent sure it was a school. And watching the cops turn this corner and just light this dude up like it was a fucking Call of Duty lobby. Like I couldn't look away. I'm like, do y'all not worry about stray bullets? Because there was not a single care in the world at that point. I don't feel like they do care. Yeah. I'm sure that they don't. No. True. Well, a, I'm doing good. What a morbid... Uh... It's fine. It's been a little... Late. It's been 20 minutes of fucking weirdness. Yeah, that's true. true. Yep. Anyway. Anyway, uh, I watched Resurrection. I've been born again. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so Resurrection is a movie that came out last year, uh, starring Rebecca Hall, exclusive to Shudder. Um, it's actually on Hulu too, weirdly enough. Um, it might be on Hulu through like a Shudder add-on or something, or an AMC Plus add-on or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, so stars Rebecca Hall and more or less the, uh, um, the kind of, uh, gist of it is that this, uh, really successful woman with a daughter uh, starts kind of having a nervous breakdown after a person from her past kind of reappears out of nowhere. Um, and things just kind of devolve. Um, I really, really dug the hell out of this movie for two, two pretty big reasons. The first is that I thought that what the story was saying was really fucking excellent and, like, had a lot of build-up from... I, I feel like a lot of things that, like, circulated around the Me Too movement were specifically about instances of, like, rape and, like, sexual assault. And there wasn't enough stuff that dealt with, like, the psychological abuse elements that I feel like a lot of women go through. And that's pretty much exclusively what this deal deals with. Um, basically, the whole movie is about this woman's reaction to having been manipulated when she was a young woman. Uh, and how she has dealt with it 
you know, kind of like ever since then. And the sort of like PTSD of, of having to, you know, have dealt with that. And, um, the performances in this movie are the other really big thing. It is like one of the best acted, uh, like movies I have seen in a very long time. Like Tim Roth and Rebecca Hall just deliver like absolutely knockout performances. They are absolutely astounding in this movie. They are just top tier. Excellent. Um, really my big complaint is that I don't think that the movie really necessarily did enough visually to kind of keep my interest, which is a bit unfortunate because I really, really loved the themes and like the acting, um, like, the whole dichotomy of like everything that's going on uh, with, you know, these characters metaphorically and like literally is just excellent. Right. But it's never really told in a visually interesting way, which was a bit, uh, it just kind of sucked. So, you know, I'll give it Damn. points for, for all the stuff that it gets right, but it just sucks that it wasn't mm-hmm. as visually interesting as I, I had hoped. So, yeah, Damn. it's good shit. Well, that honestly sounds kind of interesting. I'll yeah, it's great. up there in a little bit. There is actually, so there is one sequence at the very end of the movie that is a little bit more stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, that I really fucking dug like a lot and it's like the very in- ending of the movie. So it's almost like it, like too little, too late, mm-hmm. but you. yeah, good stuff. Good, good yeah. stuff. Hell yeah. You usually lead me into this and that's kind of. <laughs> was like awesome, but no, it's fine. Um, fellas, I'm almost halfway through One Piece. Uh, hey, wait, what? Almost no. halfway? Yeah, I'm almost halfway through the manga. I am chapter there... like f- I'm in the mid 400s, I think. Let me look. Okay. Isn't there like so? Not really halfway, but I'm I'm chapters. getting close. I'm getting close to the halfway point. The real halfway point would be about five fifty. So I'm getting there. It it makes me feel better to say that I'm almost to the halfway point. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and this is ah uh, <laughs> the arc that I'm on is the Anis Lobby arc, and. When everyone in my life who has attempted to convince me to watch One Piece uh, up until this point has talked to me about One Piece, they always said that Anus Lobby is probably the best pre-time skip arc uh, in the entire manga and in the anime. And I got to it, and holy fucking shit, 
Um, this arc specifically, I genuinely do not think this is hyperfixation. I do not think this is recency bias, but this arc alone, I really think has made One Piece one of my favorite mangas of all time. I'm fucking in it now. Um, uh, the crew's gotten a little bigger. They've recruited three more members, being uh, Frankie the Cyborg, uh, Chopper the Reindeer, and this bad bitch uh, named Nico Robin. And that's kind of where this arc centers around. Um, they stop by a town called Water City to uh, have some repairs done to the ship. And Robin's like, okay, well, I'm going to slip off and do some shopping. And she's approached by a, uh, a high-ranking government official who basically says, hey, you're going to come with me and you're going to do what I tell you to do. Or I'm going to not only slaughter your crew, but I'm going to slaughter everyone on this fucking island. And so she's like, okay, well, guess I don't really have a fucking choice. Um, and come to find out, Robin has been a wanted criminal since she was eight years old. Um, basically, she lived on an island full of scholars who were all about preserving the world's history. Well, there's about a there's a hundred year gap that they call the uh, the hundred year void, where there's no records of anything. The only thing they know is at the end of the hundred years, the current world government, uh, that, that as it is today, uh, was, was formed for the first time, but they nobody knows anything that happened in that hundred year history. And that's what these scholars were trying to figure out. Well, that is a high fucking crime to the world government. They are not okay with people trying to figure that out. And when they show up to that Island and they realize that that's what these scholars are trying to do they initiate what's called a buster call. And a buster call is essentially every single admiral in the Navy surrounds the island, they burn the island to the ground, and they kill everyone on it. And Robin was the only survivor. So she is the only person that has this knowledge. And she goes on the run. And she's running since she's eight years old. And it's it goes through this big, super sad flashback of, of her being taken in by families and them realizing who she is. Like there's one where she, where, when she's about nine or 10, she's taken in by a farming family and they, they realize who she is and they realize the bounty that's on her head. And they're like, okay, well we can turn this bitch into the government and be rich for the rest of our lives. And she, she, that's the kind of shit that she's dealt with her whole life. She's been alone and she kind of just got to the point where she's like, you know what, fuck it. If y'all want to kill me so fucking bad, just do it. So she ends up leaving the crew to keep them safe, knowing that they re all they really want is to execute her. They don't give a fuck about the crew. They just want her dead. So they take her to a place called Ennis Lobby, which is essentially the, which is essentially the Navy's headquarters and the biggest prison uh, in the world. And there she, there they plan to have her publicly executed. Until the straw hats come in, and there's uh, anything I'm going to say is not going to do it justice because Luffy gives this incredibly long speech about how you know even if she wants to die because that he she's a member of his crew, he is not going to let that happen even if she wants it. And the military basically tells Luffy they're like, okay, well I hope you understand that you being here. Is, is a signal of your crew waging war on the entire world. Oh my. And the crew then shoots down all of the fucking world government flags, basically saying, okay, all right, we'll wage war then. Fuck you. <laughs> and they proceed to beat the shit out of 
every naval officer in there. I think that they said there were over 10,000 soldiers there. Luffy single-handedly knocks the shit out of over a thousand of them, just storming the castle trying to get Robin back. And there's this big emotional speech, and he begs for Robin to, to, to say what she really wants because he was like, if you tell me you want to live, I'm going to kick these motherfuckers' teeth in. And it's... I, I, I'm, I'm losing focus, and there's not a whole lot that I can say that's, that's going to do it justice, but holy fucking shit, dude. This, this is so good. Ennis Lobby really secured that, that this is one of my favorite mangas of all time. And I, I can't wait to finish the shit and be completely caught up and be just as hype as, as the rest of that fandom uh, as the end approaches slowly, very fucking slowly. He said it was going to end this year, but I, there's every One Piece fan I've talked to was like, there's no way. There's so many things that have not been tied up yet that there's, there's just no way. It, I, most of them don't even see the shit ending next year because there's just so much shit that they still have to go over. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited to, to, to read more of it. And that's Hell what yeah. I'm going to do as soon as this is over. And I urge everyone to read or watch One Piece because this shit is incredible. Yeah, hell yeah. I plan to get to it eventually, but I... One day. Yeah, I've just got to get so much other stuff like taken care of. There's there's a really interesting uh, fan theory that's been kind of floating around about One Piece, and, and I think it was based off some cryptic message that the uh, creator had left on the internet when he said that he wanted One Piece to end soon. Um... There are a lot of people that are really starting to believe that if he is going to end One Piece soon, that One Piece is just going to be a prequel. And that there's way more to this story in a separate series. Mm, And I feel like that would piss so many people off. Oh yeah, for sure. The people that have been invested in this manga for 20 plus years, can you imagine being told it was a prequel? Yeah, I, I, I definitely feel that. I think a lot of people would be pissed. But we'll see. We will see, indeed. Uh, well, um, yeah, cool. All right. Well, uh, so to answer your your question, I guess, sort of, Dylan. I'm not <laughs> sure that was really a question. Dash Cam is a found footage horror movie from 2021, or I technically it was released in 2022, but uh, had its premiere in 2021. So, um. I don't know where that falls. Uh, anyway, so, uh, like I said, found footage. So, basically, it follows uh, this woman named Annie Hardy, who uh, has a live stream show called uh, Band Car, where she live streams from her car um, and uh, basically gets her audience to um like tell her words and then she raps them while she's while she's driving so like she builds like a whole like song and rap and stuff out of uh out of the words that her audience tells her um and it all takes place during covid and so um at the beginning of the movie she's in what i think is seattle but i could 100% be wrong. 
Um, she's in Seattle and she's just going about her, you know, usual stuff. And, um, she's talking about how COVID policy sucks and how they really should, um, have, uh, they really should have the, like, I, I don't know how to describe it really, but more or less like, COVID sucks. The policies suck around COVID and everything should be right wing propaganda or not propaganda, but everything should be like how the right wing folks see it. So she decides to go and take a trip to England for a little bit to see her old bandmate. And while there, she uh, is how she would probably describe as abused by these uh, she uses a lot of inflammatory language, so I won't repeat that here. <laughs> but, um, and she's abused by these left-wing people who, um, she thinks are trying to steal her rights and blah blah blah. She steals her her friend's car, and then proceeds to go about her usual routine, uh, while in her friend's car. And this leads to her taking an order in an Uber, like uh, for Uber Eats or something like that. And then uh, basically picking up uh, what I can only really describe as a demon, possibly a vampire. I'm not sure. And the whole movie basically revolves around that happening the rest of the time. Um, so, as you can tell from the way that I have described Annie Hardy from this movie, uh, she's not a particularly great person. She's kind of a piece (laughs) of shit. Uh, and so I can see a lot of people being turned off by this and rightfully so. Uh, I think that like... Having a ultra unlikable protagonist uh, similar to Annie Hardy uh, would be, you know, um, I can understand why you wouldn't want to watch this movie. But I feel like the entire purpose of her character being this ultra bigoted, ultra right wing conspiracy theory hellhound, if that's what you want to call her is to kind of drive home the point that the movie is making about obnoxious personalities, uh, specifically in the right-wing echo chamber, being totally and completely uh, like agents of chaos, where they basically make life miserable for everyone around them. And I think that that is 100% the case for her character, And I think that basically that's the point of having her as the lead and then also having the filmmaking style that is employed with the found footage where you have this, like, woman who is super in your face, super chaotic and all this stuff, and then you have, like, cell phones basically like recording everything 
So it's like you have all these herky-jerky movements and all this like really quick and and like uh, like I don't even really know the words to describe it, but like just uh, chaos, like on screen the entire time. Nothing's ever really explained. You really never know what's happening the entire time. Even the thing that like you think it's a demon. The what I, I first I thought it was a vampire because I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Like, um, I don't know. The whole thing is just balls to the wall in your face the entire time. And I kind of fucking loved it. Like, I know it's not going to be for everybody, but that's kind of why I liked it. Like, it was, like, way more than I was expecting. Because I was expecting something kind of low-key and, um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, something low-key and just not as outrageous as this was. And what I got was what I got. And it totally shattered my expectations because of that. Um, I 100% don't recommend it for everybody. I think it would be very hard to recommend to a lot of people. But if any of that sounded even remotely appealing to you, I definitely recommend watching it. That sounds bananas. Well, I wish it was him having a dash cam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. Yeah, it's good shit. <laughs> or I, I think it's good shit. Was, um, what's it on? You might have uh, said that. But. Hulu. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I oh, uh, I also yeah. find those people annoying. <laughs> For real. They are <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say, though, real quick, was uh, I forgot... Uh, Today is the fourth. I've started my Halloween movie marathon, so Ooh. we are we are day four, and I haven't missed a movie yet. So, what uh, what movies have you watched so far for it? Uh, Resurrection, Dash Cam, and uh, oh, okay. Run Rabbit Run. What is that? What's uh, it is a <coughs> little Australian horror movie from Netflix. Is it just people being chased around by dog-sized spiders? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Hundred percent. That's what I would think an Australian <laughs> horror movie is. Uh, <laughs> my God. Ridiculous. All right. Well, yeah. tell me about uh, Gundam Seed and how it's much better than you to. remembered it being. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so the first half of Gundam Seed is great. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a really good show. After that, not so fucking much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Gundam Seed is essentially, it It feels like it really wanted, I don't know if it's necessarily meant to, but it feels like it wants to be, I don't want to say remake, but maybe like a soft reboot of the original series. Mm-hmm. Because there there are some characters and there are some story beats that are, are I mean, for sequence for sequence ripped from the original. Um. It starts out with uh, almost the same premise: a group of space colonies uh, waging war against the entire uh, an entire unified Earth government. But there's there's some I don't know that I would say racial, but maybe some racial connotations thrown in there. Um, essentially, the people that have migrated into space uh, were able to adapt to space by modifying their genetics uh, and becoming what's called a coordinator. 
essentially they are smarter, faster, stronger, more durable. They are just in every aspect better than a natural person. Well, people on Earth, they don't really like that all that much because they, they view them as abominations and, and against nature and not the way that humanity is supposed to be. So they decide to uh, hit them with nuclear missiles and <laughs> attack the space colonies with nukes. And that's kind of where my first real big problem with this series starts. It, it tries to do the same thing that the original Gundam did and, and portray both sides as really shitty fucking people. Except, like, the space colonies were... It, that was a war of defense. Like, they were attacked with nuclear missiles. And they responded by launching uh, uh, warheads into the Earth's surface that basically nullified nuclear reactions. Um, basically disabling the Earth from making any more nuclear weapons. Which, of course, they find ways around, and they still do. Um, so the story starts off with a neutral space colony uh, being attacked by the space colony forces known as Zaft. Um, because they are building prototype weapons for the Earth Federation, even though they're supposed to be a quote-unquote neutral colony. Um, and these prototype weapons consisted of a giant warship, which somehow they hid the development of a giant fucking warship, and five uh, brand new mobile suit models that are the first models in the series to be given the name of Gundam. Well, four of them end up getting stolen by Zaf soldiers, and the last one gets thrown into a random 16-year-old boy who just so happens to be a coordinator living amongst naturals. Um, he decides to help the Earth forces by because, really, it was helping his friends and everybody he lived with on the colony. He fights Zaf back using the mobile suit, and the Earth forces say, Okay, well, thanks for your help. We can't really let you go now. Uh, you got hold of some super top secret military shit, and you either fight with us or we have to kill you. There's no other option. So he gets roped in. He really he despises the idea of war because why wouldn't a Gundam protagonist? And he he's essentially forced and fucking blackmailed for the entire first half of this show to do what he's doing, despite how much he really doesn't fucking want to. And he. There's a character named there's a, there's a, a a female character aboard the ship named Flay. Uh, she is just a natural little uh, natural girl. She comes from a rich family. She's kind of she's she's basically just a just a preppy fucking bitch. She is mean to fucking everybody, and she easily became my favorite character in the first half strictly because of how venomous and vindictive this bitch fucking was. She realizes that Kira's a coordinator, and after watching her dad die on another ship trying to escape Zaf forces, she's like, alright, I'm gonna manipulate this fucking kid to do whatever I want him to do to keep me safe. So there's a sequence, there's a, uh, an episode where the ship gets attacked, and it's carrying a bunch of civilians, so they have to be really careful how they engage in combat. And Kira's on his way to the mobile suit, and he accidentally bumps into this like little six-year-old girl that just happens to be one of the civilians on board. And this girl, like, Flay grabs this little girl in front of him and is like, oh, don't worry, everything's going to be fine because Kira's going to do it. I promise everything is going to be okay. And she is guilt-tripping this fucking kid 
to to fight harder to protect these people and and keep fighting a war that he wants nothing to fucking do with um he gets his mobile suit gets shot down about halfway through and he's declared missing the earth forces turn on the same ship that uh this uh fuck i lost my train of thought the earth forces basically turn on on the entire main protagonist group and they decide to defect and try to stop this war and that's one of the biggest fucking problems this show has dude both sides very quickly turn genocidal with no real justification for their actions both sides just uh, assume at the drop of the hat that neither should exist and start building crazy fucking super weapons with the sole intention of wiping each other out and then kira and some pink haired little fucking pop star come in and they're like no we can stop everybody by just talking but that's that's not how war works it's it's in no gundam series has it ever been that fucking simple but this show somehow makes it that fucking simple and i it's filled to the brim with sanctimonious bullshit and and kira as a character i felt was so fucking hypocritical by the end his whole thing is he 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 fucking hates war he doesn't want to be involved in it and he wants to stop it but he very regularly intervenes in other fights that he has no part of attacking both sides not declaring what he's doing they have no idea who this motherfucker is he just shows up in a fucking banging mobile suit and just shoots down both sides and leaves and is like okay the war's this battle's over (laughs) like it's i don't know man this it did not fucking do it for me like it used to i will say that even though i feel like every character in the show has the exact same fucking face and if you look any of these characters up you'll figure it out i do like the art style and i really really like the mech designs in gundam seed i think that they are honestly some of the best that the that the franchise has to offer but it's just such a shame that it's bogged down by by such a weightless and bullshit story uh constantly reused animation sequences i swear to god i saw the same fucking animation sequence every episode and and when you're watching 50 episodes of it it gets old really fucking quickly um I started watching Sea Destiny. That's not much better. In fact, it's worse. <laughs> the whole reason I want to finish these, this series is because there is a movie coming out uh, called Gundam Seed Freedom in January, which is a continuation of the end of Sea Destiny, even though I kind of feel like this series should just be burned at the stake. But I'm still going to watch it because it has cool-looking robots. Yay, cool-looking robots. I mean, that's really all you can ask for in a Gundam series, honestly. Honestly, fuck all the politics and shit. Just give me cool robots. Just give me cool robots and, in Gundam Seed's case, weirdly weirdly animated and uncomfortable sex scenes. Did not like that shit. Did not like that at all. That was so unsettling. They both looked... There's only... I think there's two... Maybe two sex scenes in, in Gundam Seed and... They are both just, they, both parties involved in both scenes just look so fucking uncomfortable. And it's mm-hmm. so weirdly animated and stiff and, oh, uh, no, no thanks. I'm still no going to finish Sea Destiny, though, even though I really don't want to. Okay, well, hey, yeah. you do what you gotta do. 
Um, well, uh, that said, uh, Dylan, how's, how's the working out been going? Are you, have you, have you hit new PBs? Uh, have I? PB and I don't know. I don't know. Good though. I currently, my body feels like I've been hit by a truck, so that's a sign of progress. That is, is actively <clears throat> true. Actually true. Yeah. I don't know why I said actively. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, true. No, it's going good. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy to report, but I'm um, still sticking with it, and it makes me happy. So that's all. That's, that's all that matters. That's all you need, yeah. really. Yeah, true. Stories. That's good, man. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, you know, with that said, I guess we can get to the main topic of the show, uh, which uh, is, if you are unaware. Uh, we are going to do our Q3 check-in. That's right. Every uh, every quarter we check in to see where we're at with the challenge, to see what our current game of the year looks like, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, I guess. What? Well, how? How should we? How, how do you guys think would be the best way to structure this? Um, should well, we? I guess uh, where, where's everybody at in the challenge? Yeah. Um, let me actually pull up that Excel sheet real quick. Cause I'm also doing that. I do not have that pulled up. Google Docs. Oh, I never put Armored Core 6 on here. Oh, shit. Dang. Well, you got to get on that. What genre that. would you call that? Uh, Robot. Yeah, robot. <laughs> Whatever robot is. Action adventure? Is uh, it? I don't know. Uh, no. Uh, not really. I don't think I would classify it as such. I don't know why I'm wondering when I have a computer in front of my fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, currently I'm sitting at 12 games. Austin is at 17. And 18 now. 18. Oh, yeah, 18. And then Dylan, you're at 13. Uh, I have probably four that could be put on the list real soon. Uh, I am about eight-tenths of the way, four-fifths of the way, I guess, uh, through um, Lies of P, possibly more. I know I'm in the last section of the game. Um, I don't know how much more I have. I just know that I'm in the last section. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's that. I'm playing Seas of Stars. I'm playing Starfield. Um, and, uh, I have maybe, maybe 10 hours left in, uh, Final Fantasy V that I could power through real quick and, and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I potentially have like four more that I could put on the list, like within like another, I don't know, five, 10 days. Hell yeah. So, um... Yeah, there's that, and that would put us at, let's see, 17 and 17 is 34, plus 13 is, uh, th- I mean, what's that, 46, 47? Holy shit. So we would there, be boys. three games away, um, if I can make that happen. But we'll just have to, we'll just have to see if I can, if I can actually do that. Wait, we need we need fifty, right? Yep. Yep. Fifty total. Okay. okay. 
Oh, yeah. and uh, I, I forgot. I'm also playing Voice of Cards, and that's a relatively short game, so I should be able to actually knock that out as well. Hell yeah. I think I've... Because I've only got two games left. One of them is Jeff's pick, which is Valkyria Chronicles 4, that I have played all of 30 minutes of. Um, and then my last game just has to be one game from 2023. So that could be Starfield, that could be Baldur's Gate 3, uh, it could very well be Spider-Man 2, that also comes out in two weeks. Um, it, where, where are we at with uh, counting Cyberpunk 2.0? No. No? Even with the Phantom Liberty expansion? Phantom, well, see, Phantom Liberty is different. Okay. If you want to count Phantom Liberty, yeah, but 2.0 is, it's still the same game. <laughs> Okay. All it, I mean, it just changed. It's a lot of the mechanics within the game, but it's not different enough to mm -hmm. where it could constitute it being its own thing. I feel that. I, I just, I've been playing it pretty nonstop for the last few days, and to me, I, I, like, I see what you're saying, but to me, it feels like an entirely new experience. It feels so much better, and I'm having so much more. I fun. mean, it feels good because of all the quality of life ship, but the game is still the same. Yeah. See, I I never I never played the um I never finished it in the first place. So after the 2.0 came out, I just wiped my save file and just started completely over. Damn. Um, but I'm I'm like I'm I'm already farther than I was on my last playthrough. Yeah, it's much better now. It's like I mean, so it's good. genuinely much better experience. Um, for me, I'm playing so much shit right now, all in one go. I don't know what I will or will not finish. Same. I have a lot of games on the cusp of being finished that I could go back and knock out at any point. I never finished the last hour of my Madden campaign if I wanted to do that. <laughs> um, I just never did. Um, I'm currently playing through... Damn. A lot of shit. Cyberpunk, again, if I beat it, I'll throw it on the list as not a 2023 game, but just a game in general. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm playing through Borderlands 3 again right now because I had a hankering for some Borderlands fun. Oh, gosh. Uh, tried Lies of P. I won't finish it, but it is a good game. Um, I don't know what else I'm playing. Stardew, that's a fucking joke. I'm always playing that shit, so it doesn't even matter. What about, uh, weren't you playing Final Fantasy 16? <laughs> yeah, I stopped when Josh said that it was garbage. <laughs> I didn't say it was garbage. <laughs> no, it just led me, led me astray. I'm also stopped on my Baldur's Gate 3, not because it's a bad game, but because I'm just sidetracked. I had to put Baldur's Gate 3 down, I'm not going to lie. Not because it's no. a bad game, and not because I don't like it, but because I will not do anything else if I sink any more time into mm. it. So I'm, I'm to the point. Off. I'm to the point where it's like, okay, now I can go do something else because I put thirty something hours into it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, my my brain needs some other kind of fix. I'm also playing uh, Writer's Republic right now. Oh shit! A couple of years ago, yeah, I heard that um, game was pretty fun. It is, man. It's solid, and they've added a lot of content, and it's just something that I can kind of pick up and put down, and it'll scratch this uh, itch in my head, I guess, but. I love it, though, because it's, like, completely open world, and I can use this little wingsuit to go literally wherever I want and then just seamlessly transfer over to a bike and stuff like that. It's really cool. 
So I don't know what the parameters would be for beating that game. Like, I don't know if there's a credit scene or not. I don't know. But I'm having fun with that, too. Mm -hmm. um, and the next game I'm physically going, not physically, digitally. The next game I'm going to buy is actually, I think, this week. Um, Assassin's Creed uh, comes out, I think, on the 5th. Next tomorrow? Is that tomorrow? No, it's the 12th. That's next week. Some game comes out this week. Hold on. I think my I don't know which one it is. My fucking I went to GameStop the other day to pre order my copy of Spider Man two so I could go to the midnight release and uh their thing on the window said October twelfth. Well, I'm confused because it's saying October fifth. Ooh for this, but that doesn't make sense because that's tomorrow on a Thursday. Doesn't Assassin's Creed always release on weird fucking days? Don't they always release on like know. Tuesdays or Thursdays? Regardless, that's my next game yeah. that I will be picking up this year. I'm very excited that it's gone back to basics. I really want to play it, but I, I want to hear your opinion of it first before I spend $70 on it. Yeah, because if, if it doesn't hook me like I hope it's going to, I'm going to be really sad. No. Because I hope this goes back to Unity and before. Because um, it looks like it does. But that's where I'm at. I've got 13 games completed. Uh, genres are finished. My two games from Justin are finished. Um, so now it's just about adding numbers to the list. Yep. And I'm just kind of doing that in my own time. I know I'll finish shit by the end of the year, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah. And there's so many more games coming too, man. Yeah, that's true. Here's not even close. Yep. <sighs> yeah, I was looking. I have a 2023 games list, and on my list of games that... I need to finish. Uh, have Lies of P, Season of Letter to the Future, Starfield, uh, Sea of Stars, and um, then there are games. I have a, a section called Games That I Should Get To, and then Games That I Should Play That Haven't Released Yet. And Games That I Should Get To, I have Mortal Kombat, our, uh, Armor Core 6, Baldur's Gate. Uh, Remnant 2, Amnesia the Bunker, Like a Dragon Ishin, Diablo 4, like a whole bunch of games. God that, damn. Yeah. And Have then. fun with that list. And then games that I should play that haven't released yet Spider Man 2, Alan Wake 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, Super Mario RPG. Oh, dude. I, can't I should probably Super add Mario. Super Mario Wonder on there because I really kind of want to play that shit too. But yeah. And. I so far I have played uh, a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen um, games from this year, and then uh, another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games from last year. Haven't beaten all of them, but. Oh, well, seven games, not from last year, but across the thing. And then if you count all the Final Fantasy sh shit that I get, like, I've played f mm -hmm. 50 fucking games this year or some shit like that. Jesus. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but... This, anyway. I was, I was thinking about it today, man. Like, this, this year's releases, at, at least for me, have been so good that... Like, mm -hmm. I, f I forgot Zelda came out this year. I yep. completely forgot about that. I forgot Fire Emblem Engage came out this year. Yep. Just because of the sheer amount of great fucking games that I've, I've gotten to 
sink my teeth in this year. This has been the best year for me personally in a long fucking time. Yeah, I agree. I, like, even, like, so my top ten right now, the first seven of them I would actively call good to great. Mm-hmm. And then number eight I would call good. Number nine I would call interesting. And then number 10 is where the list kind of finally starts to be like, eh, type thing. And even, even number 10, number 10 for me on my top, my, on my rankings right now is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is a game I really fucking liked when I Mm -hmm. first started playing it. So I don't know. Uh, This has just been a fucking insane, like very, very good year for games. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, what are we? What are we? Where where are we standing on game of the year? Who? What's Austin? What's your current game of the year? <sighs> Honestly, um, it's got to be Armored Core Six so far. Okay, I, that game really fucking blew me away and sunk its fucking teeth into me enough that I was like, oh, I'm just going to finish it, and I'll do New Game Plus maybe sometime next year. No, 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 no. I did New Game Plus almost immediately, finished that, and immediately started to go through New Game Plus Plus. Uh, I have beaten the game three times. I have unlocked every weapon and every map and almost every part, and I just, I can't stop playing it. The multiplayer is fucking great. Um... And it's it's such a good game, dude. It's so good. It, like it's so good. I want to go back and play every older Armored Core game. Hell, that's kind of crazy. But I also kind of don't because I've heard that those first couple are really unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Much more so than six was. Like I don't six didn't. It, it kind of. I almost forget it's a FromSoft game because it doesn't have that kind of that. that insane difficulty that I feel like every other FromSoft game I've ever touched has, but that could also just be because I've only ever touched Elden Ring and Demon Souls, and I think Dark Souls won for like a total of 30 minutes before I cried and couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> um, but it it wasn't as hard as I feel like uh, the internet made it out to be, it, it, with the exception of a few spots. Like, they're the first real, I think the boss of End of Chapter 1 in armored core i was stuck on for like a total of two or three days that shit fucking sucked Mm -hmm. um but the rest of the game felt really easy comparatively to that boss fight um and then you fight an upgraded version of that boss at the end of the game and that was not great uh but it's it, it it was really fucking good and it really took me by surprise and before Armored Core Six came out, Diablo Four was my game of the year and it I I forgot Diablo Four existed too. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Yeah. Um, Dylan, what about you? I mean, <clears throat> I think it has to be Baldur's Gate Three just from what I have played and I can see the construction of how well it's been made. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I've not finished it. I don't know if I will finish it this year. But the game is fucking incredible in every single meaning of the word. Um, My only issue is that I haven't beaten it, and I don't want to take anything away from the games that I have beaten this year that are good, like Hi-Fi Rush. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that was the shadow drop that none of us expected, and it turns out that you and I both are completely infatuated with it. Yep. Um, it's just really hard for me to, like, it's it's kind of like the Elden Ring thing from last year. Um, even though my excitement for the game kind of tapered off there towards the end, still a masterfully crafted game, and that's exactly what Baldur's Gate 3 is. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 uh, is very good. It's so good it made yeah. me go play a real-life game of D&D. As it should. That's wild. Um, if not if not those two, I mean, third place for me... That's hard, man. <laughs> I guess it'd have to be uh, Street Fighter 6. Yeah. Um, really good game. Like, tons of great games this year, dude. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Hogwarts Legacy doesn't belong in the top five in terms of, like, masterfully crafted games, but for what it did for my, uh, I guess, my childhood, getting to, I, I guess, walk the campus of Hogwarts and stuff like that, like, that was a unbelievable time that I got to have this year and then Lightfall like dumping two months of my life into Destiny with Sabrina was uh, pretty fucking great so great year for gaming and I'm excited because these next few months have um, like I said Mirage comes out whether or not tomorrow or the next week I don't know but then uh, um, uh, Forza comes out by the end of this month I think yeah yeah and then uh, Spider-Man so Spider-Man. it's gonna be a good rest of the year dude yeah Yep. Uh, yeah, I, looking at my list, my top five, I think two, three, and four could probably, maybe even five, could all probably switch places at any given time. I think my number one is maybe set in stone at the moment, uh, and that's Lies of P. I. It feels, I mean, I'll talk about this in a minute, uh, but it feels weird to me calling a game that, like, blatantly rips off From Souls in almost every From mm-hmm. Souls. God damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I know what you meant. But it, like, it rips them off in, like, blatant, 100%. blatant ways. Um,. And it feels a little. That's weird. why it's so fucking good. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> like it sucks that it's like kind of like, from a game design perspective, it's kind of fucking stolen. Like honestly, but yeah. like, it's so good. It's so like it's just well executed, great, man. Like, and it's uh, it feels like I'm playing Bloodborne with just a different reskin. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fucking something. I'll give it that. And it's but yeah, you're 100 percent right. For the re- and I was thinking about it the other day because I'd started playing it and I was like, why is this so good as opposed to like Lords of the Fallen or Neo or Sekiro or something that I can't get into? And it's like this fucking is a reskinned Dark Souls three and Bloodborne. That's what it fucking is. Yep, yep. Like that, and I, well, I, dude, I think it's good. I don't disagree. I just won't have. I won't finish it this year. But that shit is uh, smooth. Yeah, smooth, 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 smooth. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, shout out to Street Fighter Six, which stole a bunch of my time. Hi-Fi Rush for sure, and then Wolong and Resident Resident Evil Four are the ones that uh, round out my top ten. I I forgot about Wolong until I was looking at my list, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, that game fucking ruled. So, 
I think we're all yep. experiencing a little bit of that. Um, yeah, this has sure. been a big year. Yeah, big year, big year. Uh, last thing I guess we should do for our check-in. I mean, we've only got a couple months left, but uh, what are the... Name name one game that isn't Spider-Man 2 for the both of you. Um, <laughs> that you're that you're looking forward to, like that for the rest of the year. Yeah. It's dude, it's Mirage hands down. I can't even like. I don't think any other. It's except for Spider-Man Two. No other game comes close hmm. because you both know that I'm huge um, Assassin's Creed fans, and the fact that we get to go back to. I'm hoping what I consider to be the glory days and the you know the the, the peak of the franchise. I hope we get to go back to that. So that's what I'm super excited for. Um, not mentioning Spider-Man, it's also Forza. Like, those two games specifically, both coming out this month. Like, I've been hankering for a racing game, and I didn't care if it was open world like Horizon or if it was a street um, or a track-based racer. I didn't care. And I've been holding off on playing stuff. Like, I can download whatever I want to from fucking Game Pass, right? But um, I keep seeing that on the coming soon to Game Pass. And I was like, I'm just going to hold off. That's coming, like, within by the end of the month, I'll be able to play it. And uh, it looks really good, so I'm excited for both of those. Hell yeah, yeah. I'm I'm less excited about Forza because uh, it's a track racer. I'm not a yes, gigantic not fan of those, yep. but like I am 100% like the game looks really good. Yeah, it looks really good. And I'm I I want to throw something out there to you guys real quick because I have not finished it. Sabrina has, and it's a game that's going to fly under every single person's radar. But a game called Paleo Pines just released, and it's a really fucking cute game. It's essentially uh, Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing meets dinosaurs. I'm in. And it's fucking awesome. Um, really cute. It's not like it's not multiplayer yet. I think they're going to wind up adding a lot of things to the game over time. Um, but like you essentially move into this valley, shock. And then you have a dinosaur companion that came with you. It was it's a little parasaur, and you get to ride on it, and it can help you like clean up your farm, and do d- different things. And you can go out into the world, and you can find new dinosaurs and bring them back to the to the farm with you. And you can house them and just do different things. Super cute game. And if you like either of those other two, I would suggest checking it out, just because I feel like it's going to go uh, missed for a lot of people. It's on. I know it's on PC. I think it's on. I I know it's on PS5. I think it's on PC. I don't know what else. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna look into that. Super fun, that cute, rad. Yeah, oh, and if not for you, then at least for Josie. Yeah, for sure. She would fucking have a fit. Eat dude. That shit she would up. love that. Yeah, yeah, super good. Cool. Oh yeah. Uh, for me, it's Alan Wake too. I cannot fucking wait for that game. I love Control. I love Alan Wake. And the fact that this is set in both universes and it looks as fucking Damn. good as it does, like I'm forgot that was coming out. And then I was going to ask you, have you have you seen uh, or tried or are going to play Cocoon? Yeah, it's on, yeah. I, I downloaded it the other day from Game Pass because I was like, this looks fucking rad. It, well, not only that, but then I saw it was from the creator oh, yeah, of Limbo the, and Inside, and I'm yeah. like, Josh, yep. where are you at? So, yep. That just Hell came yeah. out. I need to add that to my fucking list of games that I definitely yeah. won't get in before the end gotta, of the year. I know, man. I gotta if if you are about to the, be to the point where you get to it, let me know and I'll try it. But and if not, I'm not gonna worry about it. But it looks good. Yeah, yeah, it looks real good. Yeah. Austin, what about you? Um, 
Honestly, uh, Super Mario RPG is a game I've really yeah. wanted to play for a long Fuck, time. I forgot about that. Um, I haven't because Nintendo's a bunch of cucks and they like to keep old games oh. pretty inaccessible. Yep. Um, I say that it totally could have been available on the Wii U. That sounds like something Nintendo would have done, and I just didn't know. Yep. Um, but um, I'm I'm super super stoked to get my hands on that. Uh, and honestly. Another game I'm really excited to get to is actually one that I already own, uh, and that's One Piece Odyssey. Uh, I knew it was coming. I wish I would have said something, but I didn't <laughs> want to seem like an idiot if not. No. But I knew yeah. that shit was coming because it came out this year. Yeah, it yep. came out in January, January or February. Yep. Um, yeah, it came out January like, right 22nd, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem. Like, yeah. yeah, honestly, yeah, they were right. I think they were either the same day or the same fucking week. Yeah. Um. I I I I want to play it. I'd love to play it right now. Um, I am choosing not to do so because, holy shit! In the first two hours I played of that game, there was a ridiculous amount of fucking spoilers that I did not know anything about. Um, like so, huh? is it a game that follows the story of no. One Piece? In, uh, oh, it is. Okay. A, it's a entirely original story that is written by uh, the creator of One Piece. Oh, it's written by Oda? Yes. Oh, shit. So, um, I, I have high hopes for how good the story will be uh, from what I've gotten to play of it. It, it's a, it sounds like a really interesting premise. But, like, like there are two party members uh, being two members of the crew that, like, I haven't even met yet in the manga. And I'm not anywhere fucking close. So, I, I just, I really didn't want to be spoiled on so many fucking characters. Um, and then I saw they released a they released a DLC for it I think in June or July that is also filled to the fucking brim with characters that I have not met before, so I I really want to put it on hold until I get caught up with One Piece or at least meet all of those characters and get somewhere you know close. Um, but it's it for I if I'm not mistaken. One Piece Odyssey is the first original game that Ilka developed. I could be... What? Yes. Because the only other game that they had developed on their own before this was I didn't know Pearly it was and Diamond Ilka. and Shining Pearl. But that's technically not really original because the blueprints were already kind of laid out for them. So this is the first Holy original shit. game that they've made. And, dude, they did a great fucking job. Uh, graphically, this game looks great. All of these characters look straight out of a fucking anime episode or, or straight out of the fucking manga panels. Um, the performance is fantastic. The combat system is, is really fucking interesting. And yeah, it's a turn-based JRPG, but it, it does a pretty good job at mixing things up. Um, so I, I, I really want to get to it. I, I'm, I'm almost determined that I can get to it before the end of the year. I've been reading One Piece since August, and I'm at the mid-400s, so I feel like I can fucking do it. But we'll see. Yeah, dude, I even wanted to play this with how good it looked, and I don't know why I never looked into who developed it. To know that it's Ilka blows my mind. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm fucking... I'm really excited to, to get through it so I can form, like, a real fucking opinion on it. But Fuck. For, for it being their first full game, dude, they, they did a really good job. Yeah, good for them, man, because it looks stellar. And I'm 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 kind of hoping that that puts Ilka on the map and they start releasing more shit. Uh, like I'm I'm really if if they did this good of a job with 
brilliant diamond and uh and one piece i'm i'm really excited to see what else they they could do you know maybe they can be a studio that just kind of does you know anime uh uh licensed titles yeah, i, I would be cool. completely okay with that something new for naruto too because we have a new naruto game coming out next month yep. but it's still a part of the ultimate ninja Ugh. shit Ugh. so <laughs> i don't know but yeah that's a good call out i forgot about I'm, fucking odyssey dude. a naruto rpg would be crazy yeah. I'd be all into it. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I guess, uh, do we want to talk about what we've been playing? Sure. Cool. We does. All right. Do you guys want to go first, or do you want me to go first? <laughs> we'll go first. Okay. Thanks for Is making this that because we're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Well, then... I'll let you talk first. Okay, sure. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I picked up, as I said earlier, I picked up the Cyberpunk, uh, 2.0 update. Um, well, not picked up. I've had the game for a while. I just never played it. Uh, but after the update came, it made me finally want to sit down and, and really sink my teeth into this game. And I'm really glad I did. I'm having a fantastic time. The world is incredible. It feels so much more alive and reactive than it ever fucking did. Um, there, there's just something about going on a killing spree in Night City and having Max Tech called on you that's that's really satisfying. Well, we're playing the game differently. <laughs> Very much so, because I'm killing everything I fucking can. He's playing it like He's a fucking GTA psycho. game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I'm not super far into the story, because I've kind of just been exploring wherever the game will let me, and doing side quests, and going after cyber psychos, because it's just fun. Um, take a look in the mirror. Yeah, ascend. Yeah, pretty much, pretty fucking much. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm like maybe an hour or two past the prologue where you do the big heist mission and you get the chip in the back of your head that's got Johnny. And I fucking love Johnny. I love Keanu Reeves in this fucking game, dude. Like every time he pops up on screen, I know that he's gonna say something fucking hilarious. And it's probably yeah, I... not meant to be funny, but he's just a funny fucking guy. But the crazy thing is that I genuinely see it as Johnny Silverhand, and I stop seeing him as Keanu. Like, he does that good of a job. Oh, yeah. He, in it's this great. role. He's fucking wonderful, dude. Um, I did do, uh, I as soon as the full map was kind of available to me, I went around to try to find all the Edge Runners Easter eggs. And, <laughs> boy, I wish I didn't. Um, I found Rebecca's shotgun. I got David's jacket. Uh, I, th I found Rebecca's apartment and David's apartment. And there's a couple other things. And then I got to the really big Easter egg, which was in the mausoleum area where it is essentially the entire edge runner crew's grave and memorial sites. And that was sad because it, it, it has like their, it has like icons that represent them along with uh, a little message that it was, is very cl clearly left by Lucy. And the yeah. craziest fucking thing is, dude, I'm walking around looking at these and I'm like, wow, what a great show. I miss these fucking characters. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get back to the game now. I get in my fucking car and guess what song is on that goddamn fucking Yes! <laughs> I am not even kidding. I put my controller down. I cried for about 10 minutes and I went to bed. That shit fucking hurt. I was not happy, but holy shit, dude. I, I, I'm having a great time with it. I, it's a game that I'm really excited to, to finish. Um... 
I, I'm probably once I finish it, I'll probably immediately buy the expansion. I don't want to buy it until I'm finished with it. Uh, Dylan, do you know if you have to beat the main campaign to access the expansion? I would. I, I would don't assume. know for sure, but it would make sense because of I. If I understand what I think I understand, it it follows what happens at the end of the game. Oh, okay. I so think. then, yeah, that would make total sense. Um, but dude, I'm. If not for you, I don't think I would have picked it back up anytime soon because I saw the 2.0 thing come up and I was like, yeah. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But then I saw you playing it, and I was like, fuck, well, he's going to talk about it, and then I'm going to want to play it. <laughs> so I just jumped right into it with you, essentially. Mm -hmm. And uh, as someone who has beaten the game before, it is genuinely a breath of fresh air for a lot of the quality of life shit that they have added. Um it just it feels like a different experience. It doesn't feel like a different game, but definitely a different experience. Mm -hmm. um, I love the reworking of the skill tree to what it is now yeah. because, oh, it feels like a genuine RPG now. And I'm not saying that it didn't before, but it felt very disorganized and erratic and like I wasn't building into a skill tree, whereas now with how they have it branched out into the body reflexes, intelligence, tech ability, and all that shit, like they still did before, but now you click on these and it's actual skill trees that you can build into within them, and it's fucking fun, man, to be able to like explore everything, to be able to refund abilities at the... At you, whatever you want, whenever you want, you can refund an ability and branch it into another skill tree. Like I went from using the Militech Cyber Deck to where I could do quick hacks uh, to using a Sandivistan. So now I can, you know, stop time and be a little fucking uh, zippy zippy. I can just zippy, you know, zippy. flow in and out of people. Yeah, zippy <laughs> zippy. Uh, I can be the Flash, essentially. It's really cool. Um, and I, so I, I like refunded all my quick hack abilities and then I branched them out. I don't like when my dogs bark like that. That scares me, personally. Um, I'm going to pretend nothing's happening. Um, it's fine. If you hear gunshots. Oh. Uh, yeah. It's, it was the deaf one, too. So, you know, actually, it's fine. She doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> She's gaslighting. Um, where dog barked, and before that, I was talking about... Skill trees. Skill, tree. skill trees are so good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but even beyond that, like, there's a new one that... If you do want to go the quick hack, quick hack route, you could actually start to quick hack cars now. And it's so fun because, like, you'll be sitting... First off, if I ever get run over in that game, I will pull you out of the car and fucking kill 100%, you. 100%. Slowly. Every time. Yep. And now they've made it super easy because before I did have the Sandivist and I was using the quick hacks, um, someone hit me and they started to speed away and I was like, No. So I quick hack their car, and there's two options. You can emergency brake or floor it. So I emergency brake them. Their car comes to a stop. I pull them out. You know, the rest is history at that point. But <laughs> it's just cool because you can kind of just incite this mass chaos, too, if you wanted to. Use it as a distraction. Mm -hmm. Like if there's some uh, gangbangers leaning up against the hood of a car, and you're about to infiltrate their place. Fucking quick hack the car. Choose to floor it. Run the people over. causes a distraction. It's so cool. Like, they've given you a lot of different options. And then um, the weapons themselves, how they have reorchestrated that, 
that is what's so cool because now it actually means something to find a fucking blue or a purple or beyond that and especially if you have like a named weapon like i have one uh shotgun called carnage and like they actually make the the named weapons feel like something better now mm-hmm. um to where if i found a blue shotgun and then i found the carnage blue shotgun um the carnage is absolutely going to outclass it in every way and even if i found the uh just the 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 new blue shotgun from a mission that i just did chances are my named shotgun is going to be so much better still just because it kind of scales with you and that's what i truly love that they did is that now the entirety of night city scales with you no matter where you go this is what has made me reinvest my time into it because now I can go to any uh, district I want to in Night City and it doesn't matter if I'm level fucking 1 or 50. It scales to me and I can do any side job, any gig, any fucking, you know, um, like any of the little fist fight clubs things, any of the street races, anyone that I interact with, it's all now scaled to me, and that makes Night City feel so much more accessible, and that I can go anywhere and do anything, and that was really restrictive beforehand, because if you were to hover your cursor over one of the side missions, it would say danger very high, like fuck, well now I can't do it, but the problem is, is it stayed that way through a lot of the game. And that really kind of restricted me to the main hub of where you first start, and then like Japantown. Um, or Chinatown, whichever one it was, I'm not sure. Um, but now you can kind of go wherever and do whatever, kill any cyber psycho you want, and it's just so much fun because the city's open to you. Now I do feel like the badass that I should be walking around because I know I'm not going to get, you know, ganked by some fucking red-tiered cyber psycho. Now I stay in equal footing with everyone else, and that has made the game so much better. So I can't wait to see what Phantom Liberty does. Like Much like you, I'm going to rebeat the game before buying it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they did an incredible job bringing the game to where it is now. Like, it does feel like a different experience. For sure. And the fact that this game goes on sale as often as it fucking does... Yep. Bro, you, now's the time where I'd be like, buy the shit. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you can still get it at GameStop for like 15 bucks. Yeah, and with 2.0 being a free update, mm-hmm. that shit is worth it. Every penny 100%. Up. Hell yeah. Oh, and then car combat's a thing. I didn't even talk about that, but now car combat's fucking awesome. <laughs> I can use my Santa Vista in the car, too. Um, just oh, <laughs> great job to CD project for making the game how it should have been three years ago. I saw I saw a TikTok the other day uh, about the 2.0 update, and it was a guy uh, using the San Devastan, and the caption was like, God damn, drive-bys are different in Night City. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dude getting out of his car and using the San Devastan to, like, mow down a crowd of people and jump back in his car like nothing yep. fucking happened. Yep, and That's keep incredible. going. I this fucking so love funny. using that thing, dude. Yeah. I need to figure out how to unlock that. Just go to any Ripper dock, and then it should be one of the cyber decks that you can buy. It'll start out as green, but then mm. you can update it. Hell yeah. Yep. Bet, 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 bet. The stan- s- s- Sand Devastan is the thing Sand that Devastan. Uh, David, David uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. God, Sick. I can't wait to kill Adam Smasher. <coughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> yep. Holy shit, I'm excited. Like, this is for smashing Rebecca. You son of a bitch. Should have been me. Yeah. 
Oh. Oh. Well, oh my. That's how's Liza P. Uh, Liza P is <laughs> the best game ever made. End of story. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, cool. Uh, I fucking love this game, man. It's really good, dude. It's, I was I was thoroughly impressed. It's so fucking good. Uh, like, all right. So, I mean, I touched on it earlier, but this literally is like if you put the sort of like timing based stuff that you find in Sekiro and Neo into Bloodborne. Like it is to a fucking T a from soft game. And it honestly makes me angry that like some people will write it off because it does all of the from soft stuff. Like, I guarantee there are going to be people out there at the end of the year who are going to be like, this is just a carbon copy of what already exists. It doesn't do anything original and blah, 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 blah. I think that that's bullshit because there are some things, like a lot of like really interesting wrinkles that it adds that you don't find in the in the FromSoft games, like at all. Um, But I would understand where they're coming from because... With the exception of those little wrinkles, it is like to a fucking T a from soft game. Like yep. from enemy design to like the way that the levels are laid out and like Dude, that first area felt so bloodborne esque. Right? Not like in a gothic style, but in kind of that city landscape. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I was like, this feels like I have started Bloodborne, except it's in like this kind of, uh, not really, not not cyber, not cyberpunk. What's the other one? Steampunk. Steampunk. Yeah. Kind of like a steampunky type of vibe going for yep. it, and I was like, I love every bit. Again, listen, I've played so many Souls-like games that just fucking fail. Because mm-hmm. they did X, Y, and Z differently, and what it took for it to be a good game is literally just fucking copy and paste and put your own artistic elements to it with your own story. Dude, even the fucking menu looks the same. Yep. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but it's good. It's good. It's so good. Like It's one of I'm those done. things that's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You yep. know? And obviously the FromSoft formula is not broken. Um... But yeah, dude, like this game, there are so many interesting little things that like push it over the edge for me to put it, put it out front for my game of the year with like stuff like, I really like the story. Uh, A lot of it has to do with what I feel like is like just basically a tale of like, what is humanity? What, What does it mean to be a human? Um, I think that that's obviously kind of the core of like the Pinocchio story, but like this is a very different take on Pinocchio. Um, it's very, very different than what you probably think of. Um, but like there are just so many interesting little like facets to that, like including, but not limited to like, like, what are your creations type thing? Like Geppetto created the puppets, right? But like, what are you creating with like your weapons or your character or the way that you stack your upgrades for like, um, 
Like they have this little mechanic called the, uh, well, it's not mechanic. It's a system, but like, it's, it's like an upgrade tree other than just upgrading your stats. And that upgrade tree allows you to do like get additional little things where like you can, uh, do two dodges in a row or like you can dodge while you're mid dodge or you can dodge from the ground or like, or do you want to be like just a tanky motherfucker where like you have a ton of, uh, pulse cells available to you or, uh, like, I mean, it, it comes down to like how you, how you want to build things and like the weapon system is really fucking cool and really nuanced where like you can you can take a weapon that would normally in like a FromSoft game you have this gigantic blade and it is these slow like wind-ups but they do a fuck ton of damage and you can take the blade from that and put it on like a rapier handle and then now you're jabbing it really quickly or doing like really yep. quick strikes and shit like that. And it makes the game, it makes you think about how you want to pre- like build your character, but also how you want to pursue combat in like tactical ways. And you don't have to be one specific thing. You can kind of be like a bunch of different things. And that's you. Like that's what you what you're doing um really i I mean i'm trying to think like the music is great the voice acting is great um what i was saying about the level design earlier like you most of the levels are really kind of straightforward there aren't a whole lot of like branching paths or anything like that but they do the FromSoft thing where they like fold back in on themselves which is part part of the like you you're not really exploring but like it feels like you're exploring because you're like oh this area is off limits and then you kind of follow this path around it's like oh cool i got back to where i started from type thing um really honestly i i think my only my only real knock is something that like it's two things and one is that the difficulty gets a little bit outrageous on some of the boss fights uh the third well i i don't some of some of the bosses that you fight aren't really like they're like mini bosses they're they still have like the red health bars and stuff but they don't like lock you out of the arena um I'm relatively positive it's the third. It might be the fourth. Big boss fight that you get into. That motherfucker took me forever to get the timings down. And I I, I got it. And then he switched to his second phase. And it was like a whole different level of difficulty. It was like it was like the first phase was you getting your car up to 60. And then the second phase was like from 60 to 90 from like one to 60 real quick. Boom. You got it. And then you hit that, that second phase and it was like a brick fucking wall. 
I find that a little bit daunting sometimes because it it's not that it's necessarily bad because I think FromSoft does that kind of thing too. Like where like the fight with Horalu is a very different experience the first phase than it is from the second phase. In the second phase, he's a lot more aggressive and a lot less predictable than he is in the first phase. But I feel like there was a difference where, like, when you know what's coming with Horalu in those fights, you know how to, like, react. And I feel like a lot of the second phases of these boss fights, there's a lot of, like, unpredictability. Like, there's no way for me to necessarily know what's coming. And because of that, I'll do stupid shit where, like, I'll back myself into, like, a background. And then, like, the next thing I know, I can't see anything on my fucking screen because the boss is right there. I can't really move. And it's just, like, blackness, and then I die. Um, and that gets frustrating. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It, it definitely is a... It can be very frustrating. But, thankfully, but also uh, is bad in some ways... Um, there are ways to work around that to make the things easier. And one of the ways that I have found completely breaks the fucking game in a lot of ways. Throwables in this game are broken. Like, fucking broken. When you get into a game or, or like a boss fight and... You don't know what else to do? Just bring a bunch of throwables in and you can literally end the fight in like under two minutes. I'm not even shitting you. They they work in a way, kind of the way that like status buildups work in FromSoft where like most of the throwables have a status effect attached to them. Whether it be like fire damage, electric damage, acid damage, whatever it is. And so if you throw enough at the boss and beat the threshold, it starts taking you know, the status damage. But then it's also doing damage every time that it hits the boss. And if you hit it with enough of the fucking throwables, you basically have beaten the boss without ever even getting touched. And that's awesome because it makes the game easier for people who are less inclined to, like, learn the move sets and stuff like that. But it is horrendous for balance because those boss fights are supposed to be hard. They are kind of supposed to be frustrating. And when you have the ability to down a boss within like, you know, two minutes as opposed to the, you know, five, 10, 15, 20 minutes that it can take for some of these bosses, uh, you know, it kind of trivializes the experience in a way. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a knock, but I do understand where it becomes a thing where people could be upset about it. And and I do think that that is a, a maybe not a flaw, but definitely an oversight, I think. Um, I don't know, man. This game's fucking run away for me as game of the year. Uh, like, I... I feel like I'm going to beat it and is I'm going to immediately jump into New Game Plus. 
I know that I can't because I have other things that I have to do. But like that's what is it's Elden Ring again for me, where I am enamored with this shit. I just want to play it all the time. I don't want to play anything else. It's the only thing that I'm thinking about. Yeah, Austin, if you're going to start with something because you like FromSoft games, I wouldn't even go back to the other ones we were talking about. I'd mm-hmm. just go straight to Liza P. Yeah, I'm going to give it a shot because it's on Game Pass. Yeah, um, I was going to say, you don't even have to worry about buying it. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a shot uh, before the end of the year at some point. It is excellent. Top tier, oh, yeah. excellent. It looks great. Uh, my buddy, uh, I've got a buddy that's gotten really into it, and he's been sending me uh, videos of just, like, funny, fucked-up ways that he's died. Oh, dude, great. yeah. <laughs> there, okay, so there was one section I was playing through today where it's it wasn't as bad as some of those, like, fucking jumping puzzles and shit that you find in FromSoft games, but, like, it was still, like... There were a lot of, like, basically pits that you could easily fall into. And, dude, I was getting fucked up in some of the most ridiculous and obnoxious ways. It was making me so angry. But, like, I was also laughing because I was like, you stupid fucking idiot. Like, just, you know how to get through this. You've played Souls games before. It's, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's good shit. It's really good shit. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, why don't we say we get out of here? Well, do their picks of the week and get out of here. Oh, shit. I didn't even do that. Oh, my God. My bad. <sighs> what am I going to do with you, Austin? Uh, hopefully lots of things. Mm, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> uh <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, my pick of the week is a movie, or not a movie. I, it probably could be a movie. Uh, it's a video from the channel Folding Ideas called This Is Financial Advice. And it is all about uh, basically Wall Street bets and game stonk and how all of that kind of came to be and how it worked and how it was kind of mythologized by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, it is excellent. Uh, I know that GameStop or the, that Netflix had the kind of documentary on it. Uh, I think this is better than the documentary. Um, it oh, is just, it's just a really, really good video. It is two and a half hours long. So if you don't have the time for that, I understand, but like, it really, really goes into, like, a lot of granular detail and, like, really makes you see holistically why everything happened the way that it happened. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, really good video. Really good video. Hell yeah. Uh, my pick of, this, uh, pick of the week this week is Super Improvised, and so it's One Piece. Go read that shit. It's wonderful. As you should. Uh, Dylan, is this Wookie? Yeah, I actually don't know how it's pronounced, but we're gonna go with Wookie, and it's Edge of Seventeen. You know that song? Uh, no, I am not familiar. Yeah. Oh wait, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I I know this song. Yes, you do. It's it's with uh, uh is it Stevie Nicks? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 
So this is essentially her song, but remixed into a very dancey theme, and it's fucking wonderful. So check it out. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, All right, bye. Well, as always, you can find us on social media. Well, you can find me on social media for all things Culture Bop, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Bop family of content. Culture Bop is available on Instagram at culture underscore bop, where I just posted my Halloween horror list. Uh, 31 days of horror, uh, 31 movies to watch. I Technically, I think there were 36 because, uh, uh, you know, reasons. But, um, yeah, so if you want to follow along with me uh, and we can talk about it, uh, you can hit me up on the Instagrams and, and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, we'll follow along and talk about the movies we watch. YouTube.com slash C slash culture bop is where you can find videos. I promise. I promise the final fantasy one is coming by the end of the year. I'm going to make it happen. Uh, things have just not gone my way. Um, with regards to work schedule and stuff like that. So, uh, but it's coming. Uh, also, uh, right now, Twitch is on hold as well. Just until I can get work stuff handled better. Um, if you feel so inclined, go over there, set Culture Pop. Uh, if you want to check the stuff that I do out, uh, you, you can. I don't recommend it, but uh, I'm on Twitter at the Bebopman182 and on Instagram at Bebopman182. Lastly, but certainly not leastly, if you like this show, if you like the videos, if you like, well, I was going to say any of our Twitches, but that doesn't exactly happen anymore. So, if you just like us and want to give us money, that'd be cool. And you can do so by going to patreon.com slash culturebop and tossing us just a couple of bucks every month. And we give you some cool stuff. Like uh, the 64-game tournament that wrapped up uh, in uh, mid-September. Um, that tournament was to determine... Uh, a game for me to play and create some content on and our winner was Control uh, so at some point there will be um, some form of media for you to enjoy based on the video game Control uh, I do plan to do another one of these uh, in the future I, I might make this a yearly tradition where uh, we do a 64 game tournament just for the patrons once a year and that will determine a piece of media that will be put out for that year so uh yeah cool um but also early access also the ability to vote on uh topics for this very show so go check it out super cool and i want to do a real big shout out to our patrons with I don't know why these are their names, but uh, it's, it's been a while, so I want to shout them out. Justin Gunther Ruiz, Tani Roman Reigns Sulman, Jeffrey Bianca Belair Ciarto, Bryn Brock Lesnar Woodham, Dylan Becky Lynch Martin, and Austin Oscar Stevens. Yeah, I didn't know you'd be reading those tonight, or else I would have gone a different route. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Why those? Was this? I have no fucking clue. I was on the spot, and I was like, "This is a group of people I can list off very quickly." 
for you know six quick names. Oh, that's amazing. So that is how those names happened. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, well, um, yeah, I think that's it. That's the end of our show. So, woot woot. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, my. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>